looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! And there's news this evening. Rabi Matondo of Rangers is out for six weeks, a blow after the weekend, when the Rangers fans weren't happy despite a one-goal victory and three wins in eight days. We'll hear from Neil Banfield, the assistant manager this evening, and also from top striker Kemar Ruth. Over at Celtic, well, Matt Arelli is being tipped for a full senior call-up for Denmark next month in the October international break more on that shortly after a great start for him to the new season and from Goodison to well it's going to be Gayfield this week for Duncan Ferguson former Dundee United Rangers star Everton of course Newcastle United he is the new manager of Inverness Cali Thistle and uh, Craig Moore is with us former Rangers star Peter Grant as well Peter did you play against Big Duncan, or did you just no, miss each other? I think I just maybe? missed each other. Yeah. You know, obviously, I've seen him a lot down in England. Yeah. I think Duncan moved in '94. Ah, I think he just moved. Gone. And I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, no, I left after oh. that, actually. I can't remember <laughs> playing him. I can't remember playing against him in the Celtic Rangers match, yeah. but maybe he was suspended. <laughs> or I was suspended. Yeah. <laughs> he was some striker, wasn't he? He was some player. Uh, it's quite a shift. I know he's been away from Goodison. He went to Fleetwood for a short period. You know, he went to Forest Green. Forest Green. Yes. And I knew it began with an F. And <laughs> it didn't last long, but he's going up there to Inverness. That's a tough shift for him. Is he getting closer to Ibrox one day? Oh, I'll tell you what, what a shout that would be. Uh, big donkey. Um, anyway, look, he was well loved. He was yeah. only at Rangers uh, a short period of time. Um, I was I was just a young lad, but so was Big Dunkey, yeah. a couple of years older than me. Um, but he's had a wonderful career, a wonderful career, and it's probably it's left field in terms of his appointment at uh, at Inverness. But I know that after Billy Dodds's time, there's a squad there that are in a false position. Big Dunkey's very motivational. I don't know what he's like on the grass. I've never seen that. Big name, uh, and he'd be looking to make a connection with the the supporters. Um, he's made a few connections with a few people, maybe a left hook here and there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, but well. uh, allegedly. Was, I remember yeah. I broke, I'm sure Scotland played Germany. Okay. And a friendly. Yeah. I'm, I'm near positive mm-hmm. then. And I can't remember, was it Cole or you call the big centre back? Uh, yeah. Duncan Ferguson gave him an absolute doing that night. Right. It, was, yeah. it was the best striker performance that I've ever right. seen for a Scottish striker, and I'm including yeah. the Joe Jordan. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable that he, night. You know, and I'm, I, I love the Joe Jordans and that, yeah. but the, mm. that type. And Duncan Ferguson gave him right. an abs. I think it ended up nil, nil or something. And after that, I used to think to myself, Scotland, I've got a chance here of being successful mm. with someone like mm. him. You know, because nobody will like playing against him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, didn't he end up playing after he got the ban and whatever? Of course, yeah. I, that was, was, I think it was seven crazy. caps. I was, was covering the game that day. Yeah, uh, Rangers was against uh, Rovers. Yeah, it was yeah. indeed. Uh, John McStay. The thing is, I saw him at Dundee United as a young player before he came to you at Ibrox. Yeah. And he wasn't just good in the air. His technical ability on the ground was phenomenal. Good feet, yeah. good feet for a big man. But I tell you what, um, you know, you talk about back in the day, mm-hmm. McC- uh, Pallister. 
In Man United. Yeah. Gaddy. He was one of the best central defenders mm. going back, him and Steve Bruce. And I tell yep. you what, he absolutely mm. terrorised them every single time he played against them. Uh, but Big Dunkey mm. on his day was he, uh, he was unplayable. Yep. That's Hard what I'm saying. That was that German game. That, well. was, that was definitely that German game. That was the way he was. And that was a, a fully fledged, full international yep. for Germany. Mm-hmm. It gave him an absolute yeah, yeah. doing, you know. He's in great form uh, tonight, isn't he, when you look at Craig Moore? Is it because. Rangers had three wins in a week. I know the fans are not too happy. We'll come to it in a moment or two. Or is it because Neighbours is back on the telly, apparently? What twice, was all that about? Twice a day. Twice what was a day that all about? Just last year it was Cheerio and Kylie's there and Jason. and But it's back. Have you watched it? I said Cheerio as a 17-year-old, Paul, which is a long, long time ago. To, <laughs> we just moved to down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Ramsey Street. But um, ah, yeah. craziness. From craziness. Ramsey Street, yeah. You yeah. played for Rangers home and away, didn't you? Oh, can't remember that. Part of the, the neighbourhood here at the Go Radio Football Show. And listen, thanks to everyone who's made the switch. It's really catching the number of people who are calling, contacting us and saying they're uh, not enjoying the show. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's just a no, night. <laughs> exactly. No, thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it. So tonight, 0808 17 17 700. Uh, the leading story tonight is about Rabbi Matondo mm. because he has done well for Rangers this year yeah. so far. But Craig, you were there on Sunday for yes. the game and a win against Motherwell. And Motherwell undefeated away from home in the league since, what, much earlier in this year. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong? What's what's gone wrong at the moment? Why are the fans so unhappy? Well, I, I think it was probably a gain down to, uh, I'm not saying the performance of the full 90 minutes. Um, you know, they come in at half time, a goal up. And I, I think at that stage, you, you, you're looking, I guess, you know, can Rangers go and push on and, mm-hmm. and get that second and third goal and, um, and, and put the game beyond doubt? Second half didn't really pan out that way did it in the end Motherwell uh, they hung in there and, and probably finished the game not probably did finish the game stronger so 1-0 becomes nervy for, for a lot of the supporters for the players for the staff um, and, and once again even after a winning game three points clean sheet uh, there were there were some boos after the match okay it didn't drag out for, for a long period of time but again there's there's still a lot of the supporters out there are not overly delighted with um, with what they're seeing in terms of the performances, uh, but I think you know three points, clean sheet. They were the messages I was probably expecting to hear after the match, uh, whereas Michael Beale went down a different road uh, and come out and was very honest. Yeah. Um, so very interesting yeah he did say he wasn't happy with the performance he's concerned by it and the fans are saying well you're the manager it's mainly your players you've brought in um, what is going to happen Neil Banfield has been speaking to the media today ahead of the well huge game everyone is tomorrow night Rangers against Livy we've also got Hibs St Mirren and Ross County Aberdeen and tonight Kilmarnock against Hearts League Cup uh, via play quarter final, but for Rangers then. So Neil Banfield asked uh, a, a number of questions, and one of them was, um, well, examples. What were the big performances this season? You know, we played we, we played PSV. Was that not a big performance? Two two. So we have we have got them in there. You know, it's it's sustaining that all the time. It's difficult. You know, but I think we have shown at times that we are going places. We are moving forward without a doubt. Now, Craig, obviously, when you say that these days with social media, some fans are piling and saying, yeah. "Well, but Rangers ultimately went out against PSV." But did you see things in that that was uh, hope for you in the PSV performance at home? I look at the first game. The P, when you talk about PSV, you, that comes as a package. Yeah. It was it was over two yeah. legs. You know what I mean? So that's the way people look at that, and they look at a convincing. Um, victory for PSV over those two legs. The, the problem that, that Rangers need to look to try and resolve and, and resolve fairly quickly if they're, they're going to continue to grow and have a chance at winning things this season 
Um, it is is being able to knock out 90 minutes week in, week out, not 20, 25 minutes. That's that's not enough. That leaves Motherwell at 1-0 in with a chance going right to the very end of the match, Peter. It's about having opportunities, starting well, um, getting your goals. And I say goals because you've got to go and kill games off. And I think that that's what, that's what they need to improve upon. That comes from urgency. That comes from an intensity. That comes from a controlled aggression. It comes from confidence. Um, that's that's where the improvement. Rangers will continue to pr- uh, improve this season, Paul, because they're absolutely nowhere near where uh, they can be at this moment in time, in my opinion. Kev's been on the social media at Go Football Show saying, I'm a big Rangers fan. I'm not having it. It's just not yeah. going to happen under Michael Beale. There's a lot of people saying that, but is that fair, Peter? Uh, let's hear Neil Banfield, who was asked, is this adding to the pressure for you? No, there's no added pressure. It's just pressure being at Rangers, isn't it? I think the historical of, of Rangers of winning trophies, that's what we're about. That's what this big club's all about, is winning trophies. And no matter who's in it, that's what we're focused on, winning in the next, in the next competition. And keep pushing is what he's saying. I think you keep pushing ahead with how we're doing and winning, winning the game. And confidence comes from winning and winning the game and defending well. There's lots of, there's lots of, there's lots of part of the game that we're pleased with, the mentality. It's, I think these games, is, it's, it's a mental tiredness sometimes when you have to prepare. You, um, you come in games, you get the game on a Saturday, then after the game you haven't got much time to dwell on it. So it does give you a bit to focus on the next game's coming. So we prepare, we, we analyse what's gone on where we spend a bit of time on looking what went on and then we prepare for the next game. And I think that's, you get into these cycles for three-week games, um, tough mentally for the lads, but the lads are prepared really well and they're really focused on, uh, on uh, for Wednesday night. Peter, what do you feel? What are you hearing? Listen, I'm not at the Rangers game, so I can't pass judgment in that respect and I owe Michael in that, that respect to doing that. You look at his injury problems he's got, you know, so you've got to be fair. You'd probably say one of his most creative players in Cantwell yep. is not available, and that, that's a big loss because I don't. They've not. They've not got many Cantwells when he's playing well, and I'm not saying he's been playing well this season. But when he's playing well, he's one of these guys. The thing at this football club at Rangers is a respect that you have to win. You hope it's going to build confidence. I still don't know what they're really trying to do, and I don't know if that's down to the injuries they get. You know. And some of the quotes that's come out, Tom, about like Safuentes is going to take me another level. I think you've got to be very, very careful up here, especially up here, because the coverage you get with Celtic and Rangers, I've said it many times, only Manchester United get that coverage. Every bit of paper, every bit of network stuff you can get nowadays, social media, you name it. So everybody hangs on your word. The performance wise, you have to win week in, week out. I don't think 2 2 with PSV at home was something that you could say, well, that's a performance we've got to look at and think, wow, that's the marker. Because I'd be disappointed if that's where they thought they were only going to be. Um, but I understand the frustrations that come with it and something that's not helping them also. And I said to you before the start of the season, because they lost against Celtic, because they play on a Thursday and they're playing after Celtic now yeah. on the Sunday and Celtic playing on the Saturday, who yeah. have already won, the fans are not going to accept and there's 10 minutes that makes them more nervous because if they drop any more points they're going to be further behind. So all these wee things come into it and it's very, very difficult. And now they'll understand when I keep saying there is no such thing as second. And people talk about Europe, how be successful in Europe or be successful at home. <laughs> it's so important you win the league here. You win your games here. Then you add to your performance. Of course, you're going to drop below at times. We understand that. But I'm still not sure 
I understand what sort of... He seems to have a settled back for us and such, mm -hmm. and the goalkeeper. I would near enough say that's probably quite happy with that. But from middle to front, I couldn't turn up if I was a Rangers fan, because even looking on for the side of what team did Rangers play today, because sure. I yeah. don't know. And whether that's down to injuries or changing it, I'm not so sure. I think one of the interesting things that you said, Peter, and uh, and you're a coach or manager, coach, manager, uh, in terms of you still not sure what Rangers are trying to do. Now, that for me um, is is the, the one of the main issues that Rangers are having at that moment in terms of the supporters because the supporters are saying exactly the same thing. Don't really see what we're we're trying to do. Um, you know, and you even took, you look at personnel. So Matondo comes off um, in the game there and looks as if he's yeah, picked up a six-week injury, which is not great because he's been in good yeah. form. John Suter comes on and they mm. go to a back three. Yeah. Uh, so they change things up now. Um, again, there's there's no right or wrong in that uh, in terms of Michael Beale, if it's something that he believed in, which he, he clearly did because that was a change that he made. Some supporters have been saying that the width from Rangers comes from the fullbacks. Mm. So playing three at the back um, is is something that you go, yeah, that, that's actually not not too bad mm -hmm. because your width is, yep. is, is going to be coming from your fullbacks. You're not really playing with wingers. But I think it was more the concern of the, the three centre-halves plus the two screener midfielders, you're at home. And again, I just think at home, Rangers or Celtic, the onus is on you to go and attack. Um, and that's what that's that's what the supporters yeah. come to see. So I think they want to see more of that. But the biggest thing you said was you still don't know what he's trying to do. Do you but, know? Ugh, I know that I know that his width is his fullbacks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that he likes to get overloads in the middle of the park. Um, you know, in terms of the combinations and playing between the lines, I think a lot of the time that is that is just football mumbo jumbo uh, in terms of uh, <laughs> yeah. you know mm -hmm. terminologies and all that sort of stuff. Because I don't think the game has changed from when I played. It's about trying to move the ball as quick as you can from one point to another, find spaces and 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 test your uh, your opponent. Here's Kemar Ruth, who's in the conversation today. He was in front of the media and he said he thinks the team are close to gelling. Like I said, we've got in the last three games, three wins, three clean sheets. Um, and sometimes it, it's not about how we win. It's about getting the result. And we've been able to do that. Three games in space of, what, seven days, eight days. It's not easy. It's very, very difficult. And unfortunately for us, well, not unfortunately, because it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure. And it's something that we should be proud of. We're at a big club. Um, and it comes with the demands and the pressures and high expectations and you can either see it as a, a negative pressure or a positive and, and I think we're taking it as a positive and using it as fuel just to keep pushing, keep pushing through it, get through these games and keep getting the results. Peter? He's correct in the respect he's a club that demands, yep. you know, and that's what we said to you, you can be the greatest player but if you come there and you can't wear the jersey it becomes a problem for you, you know, that's for sure, especially when things are not going great. And as he says, he's still winning, which is very important because it's difficult to do that, you know, to keep winning games and you're under constant pressure. But that is the name he playing for Rangers, that is the name he playing for Celtic, that you're going to be under that constant pressure all the time. But I'd like to go back to what Oz was talking about, the yeah. Michael's back three. Because yeah. it's a big bugbear of mine. Because predominantly, you play with a back three week in, week out anyway, Paul. Yeah. Because... Either the full back, one full back goes, the other centre half slides across, the other one comes back in, you're defensively organised. Celtic don't. Celtic end up putting four in midfield and four up front, really, because the full back's going a little bit. So it's slightly different than that. 
But playing the back three has never changed. But all of the years I played, we played with a back four, but it was always a back three when yeah. one full back went, so you balanced off. I can understand maybe playing with two sitters. You know, people are saying, well, you can maybe get away with the one and the other one pushes on and supports the front. It allows you to get crosses in. You'd say Barisic is better going forward. You'd say that James, James is the same on the opposite side of getting the crosses in. He plays with two strikers, so he wants the crosses in. So, tactically, that's nothing. People think it's a defensive system. It's the complete yeah. opposite, actually. You know, and I think people get wound up with that in any shape or form. I can understand when you think a winger's going off and a centre-back's going on. Yeah. But probably thought that Barisic is the best crosser, who, if you look at the bench, he's maybe not had that. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I, sometimes you've got his back the manager and the respecter. And for me, I was glad to see something like that because I think that's something I've questioned a little bit because I thought he was setting this because if you remember when he was there with Stephen Gerrard, mm -hmm. all he spoke about was Liverpool. The way yeah. Liverpool played, that front three played narrow yeah, and sure. the midfield was the same and the great energy and the full-backs got forward. This isn't Liverpool. Sure. You haven't got the quality of Liverpool. You know, what players have you got? Balance it off and get a team from that. So going to the back three the other day, I was like, fair play mm -hmm. to you. You know, because it allows you that. And if you've got Davis there as a natural left sider, that's even better because it gets the ball out quickly. Yeah. So there should be no nobody moaning about going to the back three because it's anything but a defensive system. It depends how you use it. But the full backs that Rangers have got, it's definitely not a defensive system. Yes, as I always said, they played with the two sides. Slightly different. So you've got to... Sometimes you can be critically a manager for changing something and I could sit here and be critical of oh, why you shouldn't do this. But you've got to be fair to him. I think that was something that he'd done as an attacking thing more than a defensive thing. Can they put it right? Yeah, again, three games, three victories. Yeah. That's how he can continue to, to put things right. And uh, look, the supporters can have their uh, views and their opinions. They pay good yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. Uh, but I, I've, you know, I've also, I guess, been in a position where... Sometimes winning ugly can also give you a lot of confidence. Yeah? Yeah. You would have experienced that, Peter, where, you know, you know you weren't at your best yeah. in terms of team performance, individual performance, but you found a way to win. Yeah. And now we've heard that argument a lot of times when, you know, when you don't play well, can you still find a way to win? Now, you have to say, although there was a lot of people disappointed with it, against Motherwell, Rangers found a way. Yeah. And you move on to the next game. So that, that for me... Is is something that you can flip in terms of players can get confidence and you can actually grow from that. But Michael is in a, a precarious position yeah. that he has the swell, and I hate to keep going on mm -hmm. about it. He has the swell of support against him. Mm -hmm. He needs to pull out something out of the bag um, for me because, like I said, he can go on a run, uh, but that one that one poor performance or that one defeat. They're going to be on him again. But shouldn't a win against a La Liga side who finished sixth last season not give you some credit in the bank? Absolutely, it was a it was a very good performance. Yeah. Now you can again say that Betis weren't weren't at oh. it. Whatever, they had a very good side. They had a very good side, and that was a very good uh, victory from Rangers. Very good. So it's just about it's it's about building momentum and getting on that run. But the performances, again, we say all the time, you know, winning is the only currency up here, and it's very, very true. But I think now fans are uh, slightly different to, to what it was like back in the day. It's, they also want to be entertained, Peter. That's yeah. a big part mm -hmm. of it. And when you're seeing games that you're hanging on and it's 1-0 and you're biting your fingernails yeah. to the very end, they just want to go and see well, attacking football. Well, I was always football. Side of it yep. for six years, Paul. Yeah. 
the criticism that came for us not winning trophies That's during Celtic the 60s. In the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I understand that no matter how well you've done, there were certain sure. games you won and played really well. You played some great football. Yeah, and then Rangers yep. won. Then the year we went, one, one season we went, mm. we lost one game, yep. but still never won the league. Mm. But the pressure always comes with that because you're not winning things and it just gets bigger and bigger every bad result you lost one game and didn't win but only one under Tommy yeah I know I Tommy, remember a lot of, a lot of draws yeah. we, we, we come from a tough league eh? I know we you were up against yeah, each other one game yeah absolutely sure. that was game wow. over yeah, but you remember it, but there was eight teams you, the Hearts the Hibs and all that were strong Aberdeen Dundee United were all very strong mm. Rangers were excellent yeah. you know so you knew how difficult it was to win a game at football mm. you know so I understand the pressure that comes with it being on the other side of it yep. myself. So, under, and listen, I, I hope Michael as a, a coach and manager, whatever, comes through it for him. You know, not to the fault of Celtic, he finishes second or <laughs> third or fourth. Peter or, wants to just be quite clear about that. Yeah. Make sure of that, you know, but you, know, you understand what I'm saying because yeah. it does, when you're building a squad of players, and I understand that, but you, I always say, you've always got to be judged when you've got everybody available. Mm. My biggest problem is, is Rangers are all players seem to be in the same area of the pitch. Yeah. And I've said that, you know, mm-hmm. didn't have sure. a bigger balance, mm-hmm. I felt. And nobody's set it on fire, have they? You know, Danilo's now injured, Dezzers, the jury's out, yeah. Lammers. It could be worse. Jack Butland's been brilliant. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right. That's all right. what I've seen. Going to take a break shortly. 0808 17 17 700. You know the number. You can speak to Peter Grant and Craig Moore we haven't mentioned Celtic yet they've got no midweek game so Celtic a few days off they wouldn't want to have the days off of course because they went out of the cup the first time ever Brendan Rodgers had uh, lost a domestic cup game in Scotland it's an amazing record but it's one they'll want to forget about in the league it was a good performance at the weekend we'll get your view Peter and we'll hear from a few callers as well and we've got the women's game tonight there's a big match on at Hamden it's the nation's qualifiers isn't it Scotland against Belgium at 7.45 and we were robbed should have been a penalty at the weekend you saw the push Mm. it definitely should have been shouldn't it Craig Stonewaller yeah and there you are you're neutral yeah yeah. 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 for me uh, clear clear shove absolute penalty the, the referee get him to Optical Express I'm eh? saying nothing yeah. saying nothing we're staying away from the refs because yeah. they get enough stick I'm, I'm blaming the machines now I'm staying away oh. from the refs but Martha Thomas I mean she was pushed yeah. by Millie Bright no question Absolutely. looking forward to that and, and also what a night it's going to be for Stephen Naismith going back to Kilmarnock where it kicked off for him he was a great player there then he moved on as we know huge game Kilmarnock against Hearts in the Cup tonight the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. 10% off your solar install in September. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go! Right into the weekend. It's going to be Ryder Cup weekend. We're looking forward to that. Well done to the women in the Solheim Cup. Retaining it because of the draw. 4-0 down going into the final day. It was absolutely brilliant at the weekend. I don't know if you watched some of it. And Ryder Cup this weekend, it's going to be, hopefully, brilliant news for us. Uh, it's going to be tough though, isn't it? Is it against the, yeah. oh. It is indeed, yeah. Well done, Peter. Thank you for a good I just remember you know, you know, I, just, I, I, I like watching it in the yeah. final days you know yeah. I like when they're chasing it it was like the women yeah. the other day they've been 4-0 down you all of a sudden think yeah. well they're getting but, back yeah. and all of a sudden you're hooked on it and it was fantastic you just get there the big moment the cup yeah, final yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, just go to the cup final not the yeah. earlier rounds yeah get to the semis <laughs> in the final it's Rome he's happy he likes it so it's the, the warm the sunshine yeah. the weather's still good in the continent unlike here where the rain's coming in Craig but uh, why did you move from Australia to here we'll do that look in another at, podcast uh, look at yeah. I'm a bit, bit pale I love the weather here love it. you do don't you yeah you do Craig Moore and Peter Grant we're bringing the big two together here tonight tomorrow night Barry Ferguson and John Hartson in the studio looking forward to it and what's going to be the story for Rangers but what about Celtic then at the weekend a win at Livingston Celtic fans had been looking for 
um, a consistency and a bit of style. Now three 0 at Livingston is decent, especially when you hear they were up against. Uh, well, they were a ten man team. Here's Brendan Rodgers, his summary of the game. On the back end of playing with nine men during the week in a, in a tough Champions League game, to come to here and and play that well, I thought we started the game with real good energy, attitude, and the game was really good and and got up in the game uh, and had good control. Obviously. We, we we lose Joe, which is I think is his first ever sending up in, in his career. So um, but we always have a plan for that. If you if you go down to to uh, to ten men, how we how we want to work. And I thought the boys were then brilliant in terms of how they uh, took the pressure away, how they tactically moved and and, and blocked spaces. And then obviously we're always a threat when we go forward. And uh, and I think when you've guys on the head in your team, you don't really have ten men. <laughs> so he puts in the work rate of two. Two players, unbelievable mentality, and, uh, and he gets his reward at the end. But I think overall, it was a real collective effort, and the boys showed uh, outstanding resilience. Good line there on Dyson Maeda. Oh, uh, listen, phenomenal. But in saying that, he could have hat trick himself. Yeah. He was typical, wasn't it? The usual, misses easy chances and then scores a worldie. Yeah. I know Craig's going to say it's Paul in the middle of the goal. You know, the goalkeeper should maybe have done better, but for me, his left yeah. foot getting in there, it was a wonder goal. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he, again, but Brennan touches on the, the, the workload of two men, yeah. and that's why, even in, in terms of the last match, I was like, that's why he had to start. Yeah, 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 yeah 100% he, right. He, he, give, he gives so much. He could easily score more. There's no doubt about that. But the goal that he does score at the weekend... Little Cruyff turn on his left foot. Yeah. Well, we've said it, Craig. If he was scoring goals at the top at ball, he probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, he's another one that'd be away because if he, with the work ethic he's got, and if he scored goals with that, oh. he'd be at the top of the tree. You know, and that's that's the thing he's working on. You can see that with him, but it doesn't stop him getting in there. To be fair to him, and he's a wonderful team player. I mean, playing along with him must be phenomenal. You yeah. know, because mm-hmm. you know, and Brendan's right. It didn't look as if they did an extra man, that's for sure. No. A few quick questions for you then, Peter. Were you happy to see Hatati on from the start? Scored a penalty? I, I think he's a right good player. Yeah. I don't think mm. he's high for him yet. No. You know, and I think he's still getting round about that yet. And there's a few question marks over him, what he thinks. And, mm. and sometimes people get annoyed when you talk about it. And I always say that, but players, don't talk about what you're going to do in the future. Just perform just now. Mm. And I think that's so important because... When you're not playing well, it's the first thing that gets through at you. Or oh, he's head somewhere else or he wants to go somewhere else. Just perform. And if you perform, take a leaf out of Matt O'Reilly's book, for instance. Everybody's been talking about him. Seaman O'Leary's put a bid in for him. All this sort of stuff. And I think it was a big bid they put in for him. So if that was the case, he's shown everybody why they put a bid in for his performances. He's been magnificent. I know in the St. Johnson game he could have did a hat-trick or four, even mm. when I was at the game. But he's continued to get in there and he's got the goals, but he's all-round performances. I thought against Rangers was the best I'd ever seen him. Ever? Defensively. Defensively without the ball. And I thought on Saturday he'd done the exact same thing again. Mm. He's getting into fantastic positions to cut things out in the box. And that goes unnoticed because he's a good footballer and he's all that stuff and assists and whatever. But his defensive duties have been brilliant since the start of the season and a call up on the way it seems from Denmark we would hope so next month because England could nip in and get him couldn't they Craig they could um, and like I said the, the, he he definitely sets a standard um, physically he's he's also you know great size mm. um, you know he can he can assist he can play that killer pass he can score goals himself could probably score more um, but, it, but defensively Paul he takes up really good positions as well so he defensively does a really good job for you uh, but keeps yep. his head down. Mm-hmm. Keep, 
Sorry. Sorry. No, he keeps his head down yeah. and doesn't. You, you know, you don't. You don't read about him in the papers. He's not out there talking. He just goes about his business in a quiet, professional manner. There's a theme here, isn't there? Do your talking on the pitch. Stay off social media. <laughs> and you know what I'm thinking about? What about Big Joe Hart? Seven hundred odd games. First time he's been sent off. Listen, he deserves to go. <laughs> yeah, and there's yeah. no getting away from that. But Lager Bielka goes too far. All of a sudden, he's in the right back area. Actually, mm-hmm. he's too far across, and the the, yeah. the the midfielder or the striker runs between. And they were saying skills, but it wasn't because skills has got to try and come across then. You know, Lager Bielka's got to defend in the middle and it kills Joe. Um, you're always concerned when the ball's like that, especially at Livingston, you know, and that's why we said... And the bounce, bear, yeah, but bear in the mind, pitch. Paul, bear in mind, Celtic won the game convincingly, but Joe had an unbelievable save at 0-0, you know. Yeah. And that's my concern because... Think about the traps. Uh, but it's yeah. every game he's having a world he save yeah. so far this season. You know, every single game, I've been at most of them, and as I say, every single game he's had to produce a top quality save at an important time. Mm-hmm. You go back to the St. Johnson game, he two, yep. you Good know, yeah. and I think these things, and I know we keep questioning, Mark, yes, for sure, he's getting older, of course. But, but for the keeper, he's only 36. Yeah, yeah. but he's got great experience and great calmness about him at the time, and he was disappointing. You could see him apologising to Brendan for getting sent off, and with all the day, I'd be apologising every week. How many times were you sent <laughs> off? Not oh, enough comes the cry. No, no. <laughs> Did I say that? I'm, I'm saying that. I'm okay. saying nothing. You didn't either. get sent off that often. Did no, you? three. Did exactly. No, oh, I know. Three. Yeah. three times. But yeah. that was ridiculous. Two of them were ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I was joking. I was like the big member, the World Cup one when the boy ran out the wall at Zaire uh-huh. and kicked yeah. the ball away. Yeah. Remember I'd done that against yeah. Rangers? Oh, that's right. Because yeah. the new ruler just came in. Yeah. I stood behind the wall. I'd just been booked. I was to charge the wall, but I'd never had time to change. And I've ran back. I said, I'll start a yard behind. Ian Ferguson runs up to it. Sort of takes a step back. And I run and I end up a yard and a half in front of the wall. Booking. Second booking. Of, I've just given the free kick away a red card. So that was in the, the old, uh, In the Oof. Rangers game, that was my yeah. one and only... Order off. Craig, what about you? How many times? Yeah, I had a few. Yeah. How many? <laughs> right. Is it between five and ten? One and five? No. Ten and <laughs> probably between five and ten. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Oh. No. It's quite a lot. Nah. I mean, I, it, it is for our time. Yeah. That was quite sure. a lot because you can. You, know, oh, you could do it. Just oh, I'm going to go check. I'm going to go check because maybe I've said a little bit too. Okay. So what was your worst one? Between five. Yeah, exactly. five. <laughs> do you remember? What's, what's, the, what's the worst one you got on? Why did oh, it do? Did you ever just walk off? And I, you I, say, I did. I enough. did actually. Yeah. I'm not sure. Remember, it was it yeah. Sarah who played it for Dundee up, yeah. up front. Right. Yeah. We were, I don't know. My head had gone. We were at Ibrox, and I maybe ended up. Um, thinking I was surfing on on his back at some stage when he was on the <laughs> <laughs> And I knew what was coming and we, straight up the tunnel. If you're James Forrest, you're going to be raging with the keeper, aren't you? Because yeah. hasn't started a game since uh, January, mm-hmm. the game at Ibrox, and he comes on and uh, he's off in 28 minutes. He'll be in probably at the weekend, would you imagine, against yeah, but Motherwell? That, that's the decision you've got yeah. to make. And listen, it's unfortunate. You know, you have to make a decision and prove to be the right decision because even when Kyoga's work ethic and the, the chances he created playing that sort of down that channel, running down that channel. After what I seen him last week, Paul, his, his uh, shoulder, sorry, I didn't see him playing even there because it looked a real bad one with him. So I was delighted to see him on and I thought he never got the credit for the assists he created as well in that particular match. The manager's been speaking about, he said, yeah, it was better at the weekend, but it's not yet peak Celtic. Peak Celtic for me is, is still a, a way off, but that's my demand and what I expect. And, and I think that'll come as players return and, and the work you see today. I thought, as I said, we started the game with real good energy and the quality of the football was very good on a difficult surface. So, uh, but that will come. I've, I've got no, uh, 
no question of that. But um, but today's a really good performance against a team that have um, proved difficult in this early part of the season. So uh, so really pleased with that. Craig Moore, what are you thinking about your old rivals then? Because uh, yeah, yeah. What, I, what I'm thinking is that um, look. The result looks comfortable in the end, right? And I think everybody felt that Celtic could go there, although it's a difficult pitch and get the yeah. result. Um, so Celtic will be delighted. Um, you know, Hearts, it was a sending off, and there's no doubt about that. But then Celtic found ways and, and times, uh, important times in the match to, to score and, and get the game done. Uh, David Martindale, to be fair, at Livingsdale, uh, Livingston, sorry, he'll be thinking, going, by the way, I, I can't remember a game, or oh, it's been a long time probably where we've created as many opportunities uh, against Celtic because Livingston had a, a really, I would say, two, three really good chances within the match, mm. right? And, and and that's, you know, the way the way that it goes sometimes. In the end, Celtic go on and get their result. Maeda and Kyogo are a huge threat, even when you go down to 10 men, just because of their pace and the way they're going to test you and sure. duck in behind. And all. That's what I was going to say, but Celtic could have won a bit more. Yeah. Because Maeda's no, chances. Yeah, they yeah, never made anything else. Mm -hmm. But I thought... It, as I said before, I seen Celtic there last year, and the, the 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 big performance for me was they played forward quickly. Yeah, they never knocked the yeah. ball about square or anywhere. Greg Taylor got a lot of the ball, and yeah. an area that they couldn't really deal with. Livingston at first when he played that full back inside, did a lot yeah. of space there. Early as so well. Celtic have learnt: don't play square and across the back. Not in this pitch. Make them defend as much as you possibly can. And listen, they got away with a few mistakes they made. You know, Celtic got a few a few mistakes they made defensively and they got away with it. Al, Al's been on with a question at the at Go Football Show on the socials. He said, what's happening with uh, Livy? There's a new owner in town who's come in to help bail them out. We know financial difficulties there. Um, David Martindale in the paper today saying, yep, I don't know the people, I'm going to meet them. But some of the, it sounded as though he said, this club has changed my life, I promise. If it was the case they want a change, I'd shake their hand, walk away and try to get another job. I've sacrificed a lot. Every day since I've come in, any decision I've made, is for Livingston. If these new people come in and they want to sit and speak, I'm not difficult to deal with. Whatever anyone wants to do when they buy a club, I won't have a problem with it. Um, what was the question? <laughs> I know it went on a wee bit. No, 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 I mean, look, it's a strange... record, hasn't he, as a manager? Yeah, and, and look, again, just for the short period of time that I've been back, three years, he's, he's a man that kind of mm. really runs that whole football club, every single part of it. So, look, again, I, I, when new ownership comes in, Paul, it's it's business as usual until you hear otherwise, um, and and that will be the situation. So it's a bit of a interesting interview, let's say. But I think the difference with David is slightly different, maybe. And this is only going with hearsay, obviously, yeah. because you think he's had an input in everything at the club, and sort of been left to run the club mm -hmm. as and such. Maybe someone else comes in and changes it because even when David was a assistant manager. He was still probably telling the manager what to do at that particular time, you know, because there was a few quick changes. And I'm only surmising for the outside, that's me looking at it. So he had a, a lot of power mm -hmm. in that respect. And if it's him that's been running the club, he's run it fantastically well because he's done remarkable to keep them up and keep producing a player or getting mm -hmm. a player in. And we keep reading about his finances. He's done a remarkable job. And you're delighted for him that he does so well. It'd be a big loss for Livingston because... I'm not being disrespectful. It doesn't matter how much money you're going to put in, how big are they going to become or what success do they expect that David um, David Martindale's not been able to give them? Mm. You know, and you've seen it so many times. Change for the sake of change is a waste of time. Be careful what you oh, wish for. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And listen, I know there's David spoke about it many times about the, the things he'd done many years back. Yeah. So maybe clubs are a little bit frightened to take that step with him. 
It's not down to what the job he's done at Livingston, that's for sure, because he's done a remarkable job there. In fact, you'd imagine maybe bigger clubs with more resource would look to but that's what I'm saying, but that, that's yeah, the problem, sure. Paul. So I the know. problem's yeah. not football-wise. Mm. Is it something Could they're be. scared to touch elsewhere? Mm. And I would hate to think that, you know, because, listen, he spoke about it openly, and I think that's very important. We ask people to talk about their lifestyle and what's happened and help others, and David's done that. You know, well, we've all made mistakes or whatever. He's done that but on a football front and the job he's done has been remarkable. It's remarkable. They're sitting at the moment on six points along with Dundee um, and Ross County um, and Hearts. No, if that's the game's played, I'll tell you that exactly <laughs> what it is in a moment. Yeah, they've got, uh, they have got six points. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, they've, they've got, clubs, exactly, yeah. at the bottom, it's St. Johnson you'd be worried about more, yes. isn't it? Aberdeen, of course, they've had a, a, a win, tough man. start as mm. well. Yeah, they're on uh, five points. Mm. Livy on six, sorry, along with Dundee and Kilmarnock. Mm. It's still really early in the season. It's just when we read it today, I think we all said, oh, what's happening But it always seems Livy? to produce, yeah. Paul, um, it always yeah. seems to produce, when he needs results, he's managed to do that. And for by that, you know, he said big performances, really big performances. And you listen, you've got to look at their squad compared to what others mm-hmm. have got. And then the day, that's why sometimes you do, when people ask you who's the manager of the year. Well, mm-hmm. it depends if you're yeah. Paul Heckenbottom at Sheffield United spending nothing, or yeah. you're Manchester City or whatever spending 300, 400 yeah. million, but you managed to keep Sheffield United up. Who's that's done right. the better job? That's managing down there, obviously. So it's very, very yeah. difficult. People's eyes look different because sure. they say, oh, he's been unsuccessful because he finished mm. just above the relegation. So, but okay. David Martindale's done is phenomenal. Right. Let's not be kidded on. His trophy for that football club every year is making sure oh, they're in the Premier still, League. Absolutely. Thank absolutely. you. Quick break and then we're back. We're going on the lines. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. 10% off your solar install in September. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go. Obviously, Ravi's sustained a knee injury. I think he's going to be six weeks, but we've got the squad all prepared for tomorrow. He's, he's added onto the injury list, which has come through the games, and it's part of what we've got. And we, we build the squad for tomorrow, and we go again against uh, Livingston tomorrow night. Yep, tomorrow night, Rangers against Livingston. Tonight, Killy against Hearts on the line. A big Rangers fan, Paul, is on. Good evening, Paul. You're right through. Nice to hear you. What's your point tonight? Hi, thanks. thanks no bother. Paul. Yeah, I um, just on my mind, obviously, for the, the, the game at the weekend yep. against Motherwell. I mean, if I'd any hair left, <laughs> I would be pulling more out. But uh, honestly, I've just I've tried to take a day to kind of digest okay. my feelings and not come out with a scatter gun. But I know you've got Craig on the show and, and Peter there as well. So just wanted to ask. I mean, I've tried every solution. I'm trying to work out every solution why we're so we're so poor with performances, right? I, I can't put my finger on it. I've been to a lot of games this year. Um, and I just don't see... I can't... I mean, I see schoolboy football better, to be honest, right? And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful, but see a team with Rangers quality, where the players are getting paid that money and not to be able to, to turn the ball over quicker. I don't understand it. Now, I want to get Craig's opinion on this. I've still got the solution. I was given Tavernier a hard time as a captain, right? I've now moved on, right? And I'm thinking... We've lost people like, and God rest his soul, people like Walter Smith and Jimmy Bell. Massive, massive characters at Rangers Football Club, right? Jimmy Bell in particular, who had been there, seen it all, and I think there's maybe a guy in the background who would kind of do a bit of work to support Walter Smith and, and other people. And do you think, I want to ask Craig, with his opinion on it, do you think that that's the legacy now that we've, we've lost massive, massive people associated with Rangers Football Club that we're now seeing how that's actually playing out because Craig, yeah, what do you feel? 
Hi, Paul. It's a good, good, good point. Interesting point. I mean, and again, I was at the game and done the halftime draw, and then I seen a little bit of social media later on in terms mm. of the, the the people that I came to well, as a young lad that helped and educated me about the club. Um, and now I've always felt that that's that's important, ongoing to to have. And when you touch it on, on such iconic figures, especially Walter Smith, what what an amazing man he was, uh, and manager for the football club, but certainly um, understood. Everything about the club. Jimmy Bell was, was was a kit man, but he was much more than that to a lot of people mm-hmm. over many many years. Uh, there there is an argument in terms of I guess modern day football and the way that the business is is, is heading is that you know, maybe there there aren't enough um, people, or it actually doesn't need to be a lot, but crucial positions to be able to make sure that the DNA of that football mm-hmm. club is always. He's always there. Yeah, John Gregg's there. John Gregg's there, but he's not as many games uh, at as many games now. Um, you know, there's been a few things that uh, that I've heard uh, as well, and it's just like, listen, a lot of former players want to help the football club. Mm-hmm. It's no different to Celtic. You know, a lot of former players want to help the football club. I just think that at times um, there's a feeling of not that they need to feel special. But that communication, sometimes it just needs a little bit. And and I'll tell you what, that person um, or those people will give you so much more value, so much more. And I just feel as if, again, we're kind of going away from what is important to the football club, people right. that have had huge impacts. Um, and it's all business, 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 business now. And I think yeah. fans are seeing that the, the clubs are just driving the dollar so the, rather than the connection so of a football club. There's an untapped resource then in former players, yeah? I think, look, Rangers are addressing those situations um, in, in in certain areas and, and I was doing the suites and all those yeah. kind of things. But I, I, I'll be honest with you, Paul, I think it's something that uh, is is probably being pushed and driven by by the fans. They, they, they want to see that. Um, a lot of people in this game get a little bit nervous and look over their shoulder because they're worried about what you know yeah. in the game, right? Now, yeah. that, that comes with ex-footballers. Um, but again, they, they, they just want to help. They really just want to help. Peter, what would you say on that? Well, I was blessed, and I understand exactly what Paul's saying. When I went there, Davey, he was the manager. Mm-hmm. You'd like to see Frank Connor and that with him, you know. I'd Billy McNeil twice, yeah. you know, you'd John Clark. At Bobby Lennox, at Jimmy Johnson's, you know, Neely Mockham was a kit man, you know, all absolute legends, and I, I've missed some yeah. out, obviously, who sure. were all there at the time. I just learned for the minute I walked in the door, for, for by the senior players, mm-hmm. you know, that particular time was slightly different because most were Scottish or whatever, yeah, you know, sure. um, and the senior players. So you knew what you were representing, and I've said, I've said it even a few weeks ago, but I say it all the time. You're representing that club 24-7. Some people don't think they are, but they are. They're wearing that jersey every time they walk down the street, everywhere they go, and that's why these people drummed into me as a kid. They didn't need to because I was that's what I was brought up, so I was fortunate. So for the I don't know what it's like for somebody coming from abroad or whatever, how they can buy into the Celtic scenario. I don't know, because I, I could never question the like say Larson up to the modern day with Kyogo because they all get great enjoyment from it you know Decanio was there and loved it for that period of time you know but they knew because we were there and we could tell them what it was about legacy but we were as players were there 
Paul, you know, still telling them in the dressing room of the hurt we were going through, the disappointment we were going through. You know, one of the greatest Celtic players ever, Paul McStavis, the hurt we were going through at that particular time. So we'd all these guys to lean on, but also to tell us how important it was to win and to win well and play well okay. and what yep. you were representing. So I can understand the question, but it's very, very difficult now. But I still think there's a lot of room. And Craig touched on it. Business is taken over. Mm -hmm. Things change. I go back and there's still some people working at Celtic Park that have been there for nearly 40 years, yeah. which is great to see. Fantastic to see. More than one, but there's a lot of them disappeared because it's yeah, different now. Time goes business, on, yeah. business goes on. But 40 years. Yeah. And that's so, so important because you can never realise how important that is to a football club. Isn't it the same at Rangers? That. There are yeah, still think... people around that were there when you were playing? Yeah, there there, there are. But, and I, again, but, Paul, my but, thing is, and again, now the, but, the, the scouting situation, I'm hearing yeah. developments there, so mm -hmm. that means, you know, the likes of Billy Kirkwood, who was my youth coach uh, mm -hmm. when I come in. Um, John Brown, I know, does scouting and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know what that means for, for these kind of people, but these are also very, very important people yeah. that... And they're still uh, there. Correct me if I'm wrong, are they still there? Because I'd heard recently oh. that John oh. and Billy oh. weren't there. Oh. No, well, uh, again, all, all I know is that, that there's some okay, changes. No, but you understand what I'm saying. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm well, we need to get that right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but so, are they there? Yeah. You know, so By you're all still accounts, I believe they're, they're there. But, you're still there. But so but, your concern, Paul, that the, my concern is that's you've got to be careful of that okay. if I, you I change that. So I hear all that, but I think of a guy who came in to this country, to one of the big two, just over two years ago, called Ange Postacoglu. Yes. He needed no connection with Celtic, okay? And look what he did at that football club. So I hear all that. He did you know, have a connection, but he, he what? He did oh, have a connection. Okay, though. he had a connection with. Oh, he had a he yeah. had a connection with Mark Law. Yeah, who's sure. the son yeah. of. So but, there's, there's but, always you can yeah, always okay, join. You take dog. my point. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to come in. They spent a lot of money, and so far they're not getting the team to play the way they want it. Paul, yeah. you did throw in a good one there, and I get all of that. because no, we I, could talk all day about well, it. We were on earlier last season saying why is there not a Barry Ferguson type figure there or you Craig but I'm not trying to say because you're on this programme because no, no. I don't want to lose you from here but there doesn't seem to be that connection however Ange Postacoglu came in with virtually no connection to the, yes. to the, the history of Celtic or whatever yeah. and he transformed the place I mean, Paul, sometimes yeah. it doesn't work yeah. I went back with Tony but, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go back as a supporter mm -hmm. and I wasn't the Peter Grant I should have been because really? it meant so much to me but I'd wanted to I, didn't, I thought I'd earned everything as being a manager, as being a coach, and I wanted to be respected for that. Yeah. Not a supporter sitting on the bench. So sometimes you become a different animal as well, sure. but I'm talking about more in the background. When you're walking around about the, the building, the training ground, and that's the, I think that's the point Paul's making, talking about Jimmy Bells and all these, and yeah. Walters and Ali McCoy. So you could imagine it during that period. Everyone would be a laugh a minute, telling you about Rangers, and then telling you, hey, this is not expected sure. at Rangers or whatever football club, which we were told at Celtic. Dick Advocate came in, you know, not with yeah. a Rangers tradition. Paul, I'm going to let you back in. Because he was waiting to in. go again, Paul. What else? Yeah. You got? You've got more, I know. He has. I agree that. Um, no, that's eight points you've said there. Uh, fantastic. And I think, Paul, just to say what you're saying there, I know you're saying Foster Coughlin came in there. But he had someone like John Kennedy. Yeah, you know, but you're saying, but he has, you're right. Like that, you know. Yeah, uh, but, but, but you're not saying John Kennedy was the difference, and I'm not putting him in no, any way no, having no, a go at John no, Kennedy, no, who's been brilliant. No, 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 yeah, no, sure, no, I know you're no, not. I'm so, I'm right. I'm trying to make a point that I'm, I'm scratching yeah. around everything because I just, as a fan who pays a lot of money to go to these games, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't feel. I'm getting fouled for money now. I'll listen. I want Rangers to win. Twiddly wins. I'll, 
I love the team and I love the players they'll back everyone 100% but I just me and my, me and my mate were talking about it last night and I'm just getting so frustrated I can't get an answer Ah, you know, you're just, just at a loss <laughs> yeah. I, I think Paul I, yeah, I think oh. you look at on the football pitch mm. and I'm only talking for a far obviously not being okay. a Rangers supporter but I'm looking at a far and we spoke about it earlier on there if you turned up tomorrow to watch Rangers and you were going to put your strongest 11 out would you know what it is? No, I, I don't know what. I, I'm frustrated at himself. He's so he's come out with statements that I think are now going to come back. Right? I said this for day one of your show, Paul. I said um, the handbrake's coming off. Yeah, sure. I'm looking players in the eye, and, and I'm going to see if they're fat enough to wear the jersey. Now I go back to Walter Smith. Walter Smith would have never, okay. in my opinion, said those statements because he was smart enough to keep kind of certain information indoors. Yeah. and not blot out everything to the media. So maybe think, maybe he's learning, no, Paul. Maybe he maybe he's learning um, not to say these what, things. Yeah. yeah. But another side of things, I know I've got in here, right? But Brendan Rodgers is a different animal. Brendan Rodgers has managed in the Premier League with the highest calibre of players in Liverpool and whatnot. We've got Michael Beale, and with all due respect, Michael Beale is not on the same level as Brendan Rodgers. And, and that's factual. He's, he's not he's not won anything. Craig, right? what would you say to that? I mean, clearly in terms record, of you yeah, know of course, the, the record sure. the experience yeah. what, what Brendan has achieved in the game look yeah. Michael's just starting out his, his managerial career 60 um, games yeah, yeah, I know. yeah you yeah. know so there's a, there's a huge comparison there sure. uh, Paul but I, but again I kind of got again depending on what Rangers supporter you talk to um, last season I remember uh, you know with, with Michael coming in um, I felt it was really important to get, um, you know, someone in there, a Scottish coach that actually knew what the lie of the land was. They, they, they knew the players that were going to come up against, that knew the, the places that they were going to, that were able to, good cop, bad cop. You sure. know, your Neil McCann's, your, uh, your Barry Ferguson's, yeah. your Kevin Thompson's, uh, Kenny Miller's, whatever. Get somebody in there mm. that knows the football club. That understands what it means because we keep we keep hearing Paul. Sorry, we keep hearing and ask Peter this same question off here. See, when you're not winning trophies, but but we, we keep hearing the you know we know the only currency is winning and winning trophies. That's what the club's all about. But if you've been involved in a period where you're actually not winning trophies, how do you actually know what it's all about, mm -hmm. Paul? Well, that, that, that's it. I think yeah. that, that's why I said about Tavernier that about the winning mentality. And listen, there's players in there, Craig. You've asked me this the show before, Paul has asked. You've got people like characters like Barisic who, I'm telling you now, as a fan that watches the game, and I've, I've talked to a lot of Rangers fans, he hates when, when the chips are down. He goes to Croatia for a couple of games and then misses out the Celtic game and it's not fat enough. That is a, see, seeing that as a fan, it pays a lot of money. Mm -hmm. that, that tears my hair out. I get so no. frustrated. Yeah. Can I just add one point? I think we've missed over the years we're on your show as well to say okay you have to hurry you Paul yep Who is it? One, one quick point Paul just to say Walter Smith came in and brought in Stephen Whitaker Kevin Thompson okay we could have brought in Lewis Portis and um, yeah, Kevin sure. Nisbet and people like that and there's no taking them Lewis that, Ferguson that was my yep. sure. point no, no. I have to go because the news is here you've got everyone talking lots of messages coming in we're going to the news and then we're back 
Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Well, it's the lifeblood, isn't it, of uh, Scotland. People love it. The people's game for men, women, boys, girls... We love our football and we were talking just before the news there about Rangers and what's going to happen. Rangers playing tomorrow against Livy and we were talking about Celtic and John Kennedy was mentioned and one of the things we wanted to say, Peter, and it links to our next item, is that that's over 10 years ago. His his career was cut short because of a, a terrible tackle yeah. in, a, in a friendly game for Scotland and there's a young man, hadn't made an awful lot, I wouldn't imagine money-wise and he's testimonially gave the money to the... African appeal, East African famine appeal. John Kennedy, it's remarkable. Fantastic, you know, and listen, he's a, he's a bright young man and I knew John, not, not that well because I wasn't at Celtic that long as a yep. coach, but I, I knew John was on the, the scouting staff at that particular period. Um, he was very highly regarded. He's done a remarkable job to work under the managers he's done and then he, I'm sure he'll obtained something from every one of them. I know he gets mentioned by a few jobs here and there. You know, maybe one day yep. he could end up being the Celtic manager. I know that was muted before. Um, and great credit to him but as you say to do that as a young man you know when you've not made it as like the, the, you have a couple of good weeks nowadays yeah. Yeah, or you go to Saudi Arabia for a week yeah. <laughs> you're made for sure. life of you know what I mean so for not having that and to give that away to East Africa was it East Africa was it, it? was yeah, yeah East it, Africa it's phenomenal. phenomenal and the football clubs people don't realise Craig how much they do the Rangers Foundation for example yeah. Celtic Foundation oh there was Hibs um, there was 340 people at the Kilt Walk last weekend yeah. and the new manager was there adopted uh, Australian Nick, Nick Montgomery, Montgomery. David Gray was yeah. there David Martindale not David Martindale David Marshall, Marshall was there Marshall. Yeah. maybe David yeah. Martindale yeah. was as well <laughs> maybe it was Edinburgh <laughs> it's phenomenal it's the lifeblood of the game the football clubs do so much and the juniors as well so we're going to go into St Rocks who are 100 years old Peter we're not that old are we I've never seen their first games (laughs) (laughs) but they've also they've got the community arm they do a lot in Glasgow in areas that really need it and I'm delighted on the line now we've got Jim O'Brien who is closely involved with St Rocks and also with a big game that's coming up 15th of October big match coming Jim good evening welcome to the programme Good evening, guys. How are you doing, Jim? Doing, Jim? Jim? Yeah, we are really good. A lot of chat going on. I want to talk to you as well about you know young ones coming into the game. But St Rocks, you've got a huge game coming on the 15th of October. Who is playing? And is Craig or Peter in the squad? Oh, I never get an invite. Ooh. I'm injured anyway, you know what I mean? So he said he's seen enough of me when I was playing. He doesn't want to see it again. <laughs> Jim, Jim, who's playing? Um, well, um, Lord Hockey is holding back in his team selection, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Wally is uh, in the management team for the Celtic Select. Okay. Um, uh, at the minute, I believe they've got John Hughes, Joe Miller, oh. Tommy Johnson, mm-hmm. Bobby Petter, okay. right. Andy Payton, Scott McDonald. Right. Uh, he's, he's over just um, now, I think, Jim, isn't he? Pardon? Scott McDonald, I believe he's he's back in Scotland just now, yeah. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um uh Paul Byrne, Rudy Vata, 
James oh, Allen listen a minute, listen a minute Jim Hold on a minute Jim I can still play in that team I, <laughs> <laughs> Peter, I think you could still play in that team So I believe, Jim it's a sellout St Rock's a, a, a legends team against a Celtic select It's a sellout What's going to happen with the money raised On that day Sunday the 15th of October well, the money raised, will, uh, some of it will go to, to the various charities that St. Rob support. Uh, it will also go to helping the, the club on, on sustainability going forward, you know. Um, and 100 years of, of history, uh, and St. Rob's have got a great history with, with uh, the community. They do an awful lot of work uh, in the local community. Um, the Christmas toy appeal every year. It's huge, isn't it? Local pensioners, yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. massive. Local pensioners, Christmas lunches. Um, also, people are affected by homelessness. The help there with the Wayside Club. We've got a women's help group and uh, a Sunday walking group, Brilliant. which mm-hmm. uh, guys get out and get, get out and about and clear their heads and mm-hmm. uh, mental health stuff, you know. So they do an awful lot in the community and always mm-hmm. have done. And since, since I played with St Rocks back in uh, the 90s, um, the, the team that I played with actually were, were still, about eight or nine of us are still in a WhatsApp chat, you know, right. so yeah, it's really good and we support the club, we get up there maybe once a year and mm-hmm. catch a game and catch a beer and uh, and we always try and help out the Christmas appeal and stuff like that. So it's fantastic. It's a good community club. That's great. So how can people support it? So you've sold out. Are there other ways we can donate some money to go into the community there? And my goodness, they really need it. I heard you saying homelessness and it's getting worse and worse, as we know, as the cost of living uh, crisis really bites. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I think um, what, what I will speak to the club about is um, is maybe something on social media for donations mm-hmm. for those who, who obviously can't make the match, but would like to donate something towards the cause, then uh, I'm sure that the club will probably put something yeah. up on so- social media for it. You know, and wh- what, can you tell us, I mean, right, we all love our football here, but what would you say to listeners or people driving home or on the bus or whatever, listening on the train, um, about the importance of our football clubs at every level? Well, you know, from grassroots level, um, it, it's really important that they get supported because... They, these these kids coming through are, are the bloodline of the game, you know. And if they if they don't get the support that they need um, to to take forward their their development, then uh, you know it holds them back. And the, the junior game is is fantastic now. It's moved on a lot since I played, you know. Um, back in the nineties, it was hell for weather, you know. Definitely <laughs> look after yourself. But, but now, hey, that's no change. I've seen a few. Come on, Jim. You're kidding yourself, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> I tell you, um, it, it was it was it was real tough, real tough back then. But um, no, the boys. Uh, uh, a lot of the boys are stepping up for the juniors again. Young boys that are coming through and stepping up to uh, first and second division clubs, you know. So. I think um, it's massive, yeah. Jim. I, I, you're right. And I don't think, I, I watch a, obviously a lot of the leagues and all the leagues and there's not a massive difference. And a lot of the boys prefer playing the likes of St Rocks than going into professional football. Why? They enjoy their, see what Jim spoke about there, the WhatsApp group. Nine people still on it for all the years yeah, ago. Yeah. You know, that camaraderie. camaraderie. You, you yeah. can't, you right. can't replace yeah. it. You know, and it's the, the best days, it was like, what I say about school football for us, mm-hmm. school football for me, was the most enjoyable everything else was serious mm. school football was 
playing with my pals and I loved that you know and I loved that enjoyment but it tells you how important it is is what they're doing you know it's not it's not just a football club as you say it's a community that they're yeah. that are helping survive absolutely you're helping them survive Craig yeah and no, yeah. I think I think it's fantastic I think because you know even like a different country but I started at my local kind of you know grassroots community mm -hmm. club and you know that was a club that we played you played cricket I'd done little athletics I played football mm -hmm. but it was it was with a, a, a big community and, and it was a great way to, to interact and, and to meet people from from where you're living when you get other people coming to, to the country or to the city or mm -hmm. to the suburb. For me, it's fantastic. I, I, I really believe in it. And to do it for that 100 years, I believe. Is that the case? 100 years yeah, old, yeah, Jim? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. And the, and the, the causes and the amount that you're, you're supporting out there as well will be hugely appreciative of the, um, you know, the funds that you'll you, you be able to get to these people, the importance of that. How much is expected <clears throat> to sell out? How many will, will you fit in there? 800. 800, fantastic. 800, Phenomenal. Yeah. But I'll tell I'll tell you what if we could if we could have moved the ground you get you could probably get five or six thousand I'll tell you that sure yeah no fine. problem isn't it brilliant the, the support yeah. that St Rocks get from mm. um, I remember when there was a Celtic were playing away from home I mean the support that turned up when we played there all those twenty eight years ago yeah. was phenomenal mm. the place was full who's your you biggest know? rival Jim. The biggest rival at St Rocks was Pierce Hill. Pierce Hill, yeah, 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 I was going yeah. to mention Pierce Hill yeah. because I used to go and watch him because it was Stevie Fulton's dad, if you remember, uh, Norrie Fulton before uh, your yeah. time, Jim. Uh, uh, right. and, I remember him. Uh, Norrie was a goal scorer. Yeah. Right. Oh, he was rotundy dazzling, but what a <laughs> finisher he was. You know, unbelievable. But he used to get yeah. to the finals right. and all yeah, that. Yeah. And remember, yeah. the, the final used to be on television, obviously. It was, of course. Ah, you know? Norrie yeah. So Norrie was a fantastic goal scorer, but my yeah. cousin, my cousin was Willie Maguire, who played along with him, who played with Airdrie and Falkirk and whatever. We, we, Willie was a fantastic technical player, but Norrie was an oh. unbelievable finisher. Yeah. And I always used to go oh, watch it. I used to think Peter's Hall was, part was Wembley. Because it was a, like yeah, a, big, I know. a massive yeah, yeah. big green. And I used to think, wow, what it'd be like. They used to play cup once. finals. I think they yeah. used to play cup finals there. But I think, I think it was 8,000. Would that be right? <laughs> well, seriously. <laughs> Could it, be? it was, no, it was massive. It was, yeah, yeah. Peter yeah. was massive. I always yeah. looked that way. You mentioned your credentials, but Jim, your dad played with Sir Alec Ferguson. He did, yeah. My dad played with St. Johnson in 1962 with, with Fergie. Um, yeah, and then he went on to Clyde and was he a player? A, a number of junior <laughs> clubs, but he was a good striker, actually, he, wasn't he? Yeah, he always he always claimed that Fergie went to Rangers in the back of the crosses that my dad. <laughs> but I'm not quite sure. I'm not yeah. quite sure that's true. Uh, I'm sure it <laughs> wouldn't be true because he used to put his elbows. That's what his nickname was. Was it elbows? But exactly. Was it, it yeah, wasn't exactly. it? And Jim, final question. Is there still football in the communities and the streets? We talked about it last week. Um, do the kids, the boys and girls, is there enough? I know the, the costs now are huge. The amount of money that local authorities has been drained from them over the past number of years has been ridiculous. And now the local councils are having to charge us all more. And I get it. I'm not making excuses for them, but they sucked money away from the communities in this country. It's such a shame. Yeah. Can the kids still go out and play? Well, they can, yes. Um, there, there are various various clubs throughout the city of Glasgow and, and, and the wider wider communities. Um, I think one of the a, a great example is the Party Thistle Charity Trust up there, mm -hmm. and, and they're up at the new Petersville Park now, yes. and they do a great a great uh, a great job in in, in bringing your know, kids in the community into uh, you know small sided games and in, in, in development there. 
Um, David Gold does a great job up there. Yeah, with that. So, yeah there, there is a lot of stuff going on, uh, but as 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 costly and and fundraising is a big part of of trying to take clubs forward. Uh, I coached them um, Park Moor Boys Club when my kids were younger um, for eight years. I was there. You're constantly yeah. just trying to get funds in the door for kit and yeah. everything else, you know. So, um, but yeah, you've got to give a little bit, a little bit back and. Uh, yeah. Did that back then, but seven or eight years ago now. So Jim, good um, on you. But yeah. I don't think you'll appreciate it, Jim. How much he's doing, how much it means to people. You know, I think sometimes you don't give yourself a pat in the back. I mean, yeah. it's great credit to the work it goes in, and I know it's not an easy job mm-hmm. because we used to say it costs you nothing to play football. Uh-huh. Now we can't say yeah, that as easily now. Yeah. You know, you used to turn up, whether you had the training shoes yeah. on, you just played, everybody just joined in together, it didn't cost you a penny, just get the jumpers as they used to say and put them down and everybody yeah. played. And everybody, Because it never cost you yeah. a penny. Jim, he's still wearing the same jumper, I think, today. <laughs> it's, it's, a it. <laughs> it's Frank Haffey's. <laughs> he's going back. Jim, listen, thanks so much for joining us. I'm just struck then, you know, when you, uh, uh, Marcus Rashford has done amazing things for kids he absolutely has but when you hear about a £700,000 car you know being damaged and then he turns up in another one at 400000 now Marcus Rashford is, is all, he's been brilliant but when footballers getting the kind of money they get these days at that level and then the lack of funds right at the you know grassroots there's something wrong and I'm not going to go at Marcus no, Rashford if everyone could do what Marcus Rashford would do it would be different it's just it's the disparity isn't it it'd be great if you could get a percentage of the television money Yeah, I know it's completely different in Scotland, England, as I say, you finish bottom of the league, you're down there, I think you yep. get £160 million for finishing bottom. Yep. So surely there could be a pot there and say, right, okay, a percentage mm. of X, Y and Z goes to grassroots. Exactly. And yeah. it's so, so, and keep everything free because it's the only way we're going to bring kids through and stopping yeah. having so many substitutes. Don't sure. let all the kids be mm. substitutes. No kids should be a substitute on a Saturday morning. Yeah. They should all be playing. They should all find a level where there's A, B, C, D teams. It doesn't matter. Every one of them should it be taking a ball. Take some of the money back from the top players, for sure. And the agents. Well, I mean, that, the that agents as well, but at the top level. But how are they getting it, Paul, through yeah. television? Because if it wasn't for television, yeah. they yeah. wouldn't be getting it. If television yeah. stopped tomorrow, because I went to Bournemouth when ITV Digital stopped. Yes. Finished. Right. Clubs nearly went bust. Well, they did go bust. You lost but, millions. Oh, yep. Bournemouth, we were, we were weren't getting the players played. Yeah. Me and the manager were pay, paying the players because we had no money. Out of your own pocket? Yes. Uh, yeah. Because they had no money. Because ITV Digital, they'd sell all their tickets for pre-season. All of a sudden, ITV Digital went yep. bang, dead. So if that happened with Sky, which I don't think will happen, but if that no. happened with Sky or that, then you would see the difference. Okay. And that's why I think there's always a place to put money into grassroots. There's no excuse for it. And it should never cost a penny to play football. See what you started, Jim, in here. Yeah. <laughs> but the 15th of October. I know this has been delayed because of the pandemic, so it's brilliant. Uh, you'll be there yeah. 15th of October. The Candy fans. Uh, your final word, Jim, for we'll that day? What's that? We'll get the boots on for a wee cameo performance. Exactly. Cameo for 10 minutes. Oh, and good man. Craig. will be right in the bar. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's brilliant. Yeah. Like I said, I think for just a closer before yes. Jim gets his last words, you know, yep. I just think that football or sport in general, mm-hmm. it should be available to, to everyone. Um, and, and that's that, that's the biggest issue in terms of society and where, where it's kind of headed. And 
You know, it's not about whether or not uh, you're good enough or not. It's whether or not you can afford it. Um, so, you know, brilliant, Jim, what you're doing there. Uh, fantastic stuff. I hope it's a great day. And Peter, as you said, more power to his elbow because Jim in business has given a lot back to the community. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. I've said it before and I know what these guys do and they don't get the, half the credit they deserve. And I know Jim's not on for that and he's not on no. for the pat on the back. He's just making people aware of what's going on and they deserve every yeah. bit of success they get. And I hope it's a fantastic day, Jim. Jim, what's your scoreline going to be? Final question. Oh, I think it'll be a four-all, four-all draw. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's your referee? <laughs> well, I don't know who it is, but I'm sure Willie will have somebody in his pocket coming up to my hand. That's Paul Cooney. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Good luck. Speak Cheers, to you Jim. soon. All the best, Jim. All Cheers. Best. All the best, Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. 10% off your solar install in September. Terms and conditions Let's go. It's a boy from Sydney here in the name of Craig Moore, Rangers legend. Peter Grant, a boy from Bells Hill. I think I'm right in Born saying. Born in Bells Hill, Chapel Hall boy. Thank you. Okay, the difference? Yeah, yeah big difference. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. Oh, massive difference, yeah. pal. Right, right, we'll do that. We'll never forget that. We'll do that on uh, <laughs> Go Radio 3, <laughs> but not in the main programme. Right, we're looking forward to the games. We're going to talk Kelly against Hearts in a few moments. We've also got this weekend some of the games coming up. It kicks off Saturday lunchtime, Motherwell against Celtic. And then three o'clock, Rangers against Aberdeen. But what about the other teams as well? St Mirren, second top of the table. As Andy Walker always says, they can only throw it away from here. But what about Rangers? A lot of Rangers fans are calling in. Not too happy so far. Tarek is on the line, a big Rangers fan. Good evening, Tarek. Oh, good evening, panel. It's been a wee while I've uh, not been on the show, you know. I've missed this. I had to get a wee call when I knew Big Oz was there, you know. Good but, man, uh, Tarek. Good man. <laughs> Listen, it's great to have one fan, isn't it? No. Tarek, <laughs> no, it's really good to hear you, Tarek. So, what are you thinking about, Ren? What do you feel is going to happen? I think you're a bit more optimistic. You think things will come good for Michael Beale. Well, I think that this year we're definitely winning 56. And then it's actually going to be next year we're going to win 57. Then the next year we're going to win 58 and 59. And we might even win 60. No, I think Mr. Punters have got to think that guy's happy. So he should be in that level. No, no, no. But, but to, be honest with, to be honest with you, that's exactly what I believe because I think the Rangers are really going to come good. They're really going to start clicking. Okay. And the players are really start going to maybe burying the goals and all the strikers that everybody goes on about having problems. They're all good players. Yeah. And it's just a case of gelling together and working as a unit. And I really think they can go for strength to strength. And uh, we'll see. I, right. I believe it will win you. I, I believe okay. that this yeah. year will. This year will win the Europa League. Right. Well, you're really confident, Tarek. Let's take it um, moment by moment. Love your confidence, Tarek. Yeah. I love your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just like thinking in terms of the the players that have come in. Um, look, obviously they've not settled as quickly as I think a lot of people would have liked. Um, I've no doubt that there, there's going to be improvement. In the team yeah. as the as the season uh, moves on, um, yeah. mate. But you you've got to tell me. You've got to tell me where's that confidence coming from mm. in terms of the next four or five uh, seasons. Look, I'd love nothing more uh, and, and a European trophy. There's obviously a reason for you with that confidence. Well, the League yeah, Cup, for well, example, maybe you know if you get yeah. through, you're you're one game away from the Hamden semi final. So, Craig, it's small cool. margins. 
Yeah. I, I know all about the small margins, mm. Paul. Yeah, you know, it's just like, again, in terms of the – look, it's it's great that, that Tarek has that, that mindset and that belief, um, you know, because that's what he believes in. In terms of, I think, the Rangers players, the current Rangers players, the current Rangers staff, um, it really is about the League Cup at this stage. Yeah. Uh, that's the first opportunity in terms of a trophy, uh, but that comes with still – you know, a tricky game uh, starting tomorrow night uh, against Livingston. Um, and then it's about building and obviously building a profile for the Premier League title, which is at the moment is, is playing a little bit catch-up, uh, we have mm. to be honest. Uh, and and it's been hard work. It's been a hard watch for well, punters at the moment. Here's Kmar Roof who's backing up what Tarek's mm -hmm. saying. I'm not, he's yeah, not yeah. saying you're going to win a 56, 57 yeah. uh, and the rest, but he is saying, look, it's not been brilliant, but well, let's hear what he said today. Um, reaction, like I said, we got the result, so it, it, it's, a, it's a fine line. You could play bad and get a result. You can play really well and not get a result. Which one do you want? For, for me, I, I want the result. Obviously, you want both, but if you're going to pick and choose, you want the result. We got the result, and yes, we could improve. Um, we've worked on it in on the training pitch. We've also worked on it in the gym to recover as well. So hopefully we we show a better performance and also get the result tomorrow. Peter, what would you say on that? You hear there, you know, thin margins. Results are important. Listen, we've said it many times about Celtic Rangers. You have to win, and. The only way you build confidence, no matter what players you are, Paul, is winning games of football. Then you're hoping then when you're winning, not playing particularly well, the performances come. Players come back for fitness, we've talked about. Players being out injured, mainstay players. I keep going back to if Tariq was picking his team, who would be his biggest selection? And I think that's the biggest thing that the Rangers fans at this moment in time would be understanding what the team is the strongest. To give the players, because I think sometimes that gives you that lack of belief and confidence. If you're a striker and you're playing one game and then the next game you're not playing, it makes it very, very difficult to build anything and give you the confidence you hit in the back of the net. And it was a bit unfortunate for Danilo. He scores in his first game, the, obviously what first start, playing as a centre-forward, as we spoke about, and he gets the jaw broke. Mm -hmm. So there's wee things like that that's went against Rangers in the respect that, and you've got to say that to the manager. And I've always got, I'll try and look at it from the manager's point of view. I'd like him to have been fit, and i like this one to have been fit. And when everybody's fit, then that's when you take your judgement. You know, I've still got to say that Celtic have got a big say in everything that's happened there. You know, it's all, all right, Rangers getting stronger or better. Celtic are also going to get stronger and better when their better players come back, important players, sorry, come back from injury. So it's going to be an interesting one watching it going forward and how Michael handles this difficult period. The biggest thing for Rangers at this moment in time and put some more pressure on them is they have to win the League Cup. Yeah. They have to. Sure. There, there's not, not going to be any question yeah. marks. Any Rangers fans are going to ask them if he doesn't win the League Cup here with no Celtic involved... Yeah. We've got an issue. Mm. And that, that, that's, yeah. that's the problem you have. Here's what Neil Banfield, his assistant, had to say about the Viaplay, the League Cup. I think when you look at it, I think running on four competitions, which is great. We had the League last Sunday, then we had Europe in the week, and then we got the League Cup on Wednesday. It's fantastic. And that's what we all come here for, and that's what we want to be involved in. And we prepare exactly the same as we do every game. And we're focused on uh, winning on Wednesday night and the game ahead, how tough it's going to be for us. And he was asked about the pressure? Well, we all are. We can't get away from that, but it's... Uh, I think, I think when we all came together, I think you see what's... You, we speak as a group 
um, and you analyse and you're prepared for what's coming and all scenarios. And I think we've prepared for this and we deal with it. And I think, again, with the injuries as well, you know that you've built a strong squad and it's time for players to come into the, uh, into the team and they take us into the next, uh, hopefully into the semi-final. Great again at Hamden Park playing another semi-final if we win on, on Wednesday night. Craig? Embrace the pressure. Yep. Embrace the pressure uh, because once you're able to do that, then you can go on and achieve. Um, but you can't run away from it. Uh, and, and look, that, that's a challenge that, that, that is there for Rangers. And now you talk about the League Cup and how important that is. Every game at this moment in time is very, very important in terms of our building throughout the season. Uh, look, of course, the Rangers will get better uh, throughout the season. And there will be moments in the the, the title chase as well, Peter, which you'll appreciate. Where it's you've got to be ready to pounce when a moment happens, you know, a drop point or something like that. Then you need to make sure that you're, you're able to take advantage of that situation so that some momentum can build, right? And that can happen both ways throughout the season, and it will happen both ways throughout the season. Those moments are are as crucial as scoring just before half time and coming out and scoring a second goal to kill the game in the second half. That's about Sorry. taking those moments, Paul. Tarek, thanks so much for calling us. Look after yourself. It's great to hear you can I just say, back on. Can yeah? I just say, say before I go, yeah? can I just say congratulations yeah. to my grandson, oh. Bowden Callahan, who signed for Celtic the last week. And uh, he's right. going to play for Celtic and that's the only problem I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> he scores goals for fun. This wee boy scores, scores goals for fun. Wow. So that's all it is. And thanks yeah. very much, Pamela. Well, Thank you, success. Success. Great Thank success. You take care of yourself, Tarek. Thank you so much. Isn't that great? His grandson. Brilliant. Brilliant. For one of the big uh, two. Listen, you should and be that, so proud. Isn't it great? One's a Rangers fan and his yeah, grandson's listen, going so to... so proud and that, that's yep. what they all want to do. If they want to play football, what an opportunity for them. Just keep playing football and as you say... Dreams do come true, so hopefully he makes Tarek proud, and I'm sure he does every sure. day anyway. And look at one of the greatest ever Celts, Jock Steen, you know, born in Burnbank, and it wasn't, you know, a Celtic tradition. Um, and of course, one of the all-time greats at Celtic. There's the greatest, so many. The greatest yeah. ever, you know what I mean? You, to yeah. build that team, that group of players, the greatest ever, without question. Will, will they be allowed in the same stadium, the same house to watch that? Oh, I think it'll be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And oh. there's so many examples, aren't there? You know, of, um, yeah, things are changing and changing for the better. You can love the blue and white or the green and white, but, you know, it's no, important. No, the green and white. All right, come on, come on. I'll see if I can get Paul going. I'll see if I can get Paul going about the stadium, the stadium oh, yeah. and the fans and the away fans. Well, I'm not, I, I, well, no, no, but that's what I was, no, bit, I know, we cracked up about, about the house stadium. I mean, it is ridiculous. Yeah, And the two clubs, <laughs> I've got no reason to start on it just now, but they should. You know, and I think the two chief executives, the young chief executives, Michael Nicholson and James Bisgrove, sort this out. Show the older ones there, no, this is the way forward for the two clubs. They're the young men in charge, the young people. Get a grip with us and get a decent number of Rangers fans at Celtic Park and the same at Ibrox. We're bigger than this. We're better than this. Or are we not? I mean, I think it's there's no excuse. I mean, it's excuses. Oh, it's this number. We sell the season tickets or whatever. Well, it happened for over 100 years. Yeah, and it's not listen, anymore. I go back to the debut. It was half the yeah. main stand that I broke and behind the goal. You know, that's what it was like then. And yeah. you played at Celtic Park, I think it was 18,000, if I'm correct, Paul. You know, used to be there. It was phenomenal. 18,000? I think it was 18,000 wow. Rangers yeah. supporters. I'm yeah. near enough sure. It was yeah. in the Rangers then. And it was phenomenal, you know, and that's why people looked upon it with the atmosphere and spoke about it as the biggest and the best game mm -hmm. because of that. And I'm, I'm not talking about us because we're brought up in it, but when you like to have Graham Soonis 
and all that talking to guys that played in Italy mm. and we think they look fantastic uh, AC against Inter mm. and they're saying no oh, this was bigger mm. this was bigger back here Ray Wilkins God rest him yeah. he said the exact same thing you think well maybe we have to take stock a little bit and think how fortunate we are and we don't want to lose that because that's a concern for me I'd love Celtic supporters to be in Ibrox the other day there enjoying mm. the victory mm. As we, and I'm sure the Rangers fans would have loved to be at Celtic if they ever won there which I don't know what will happen in the next few years <laughs> I'm only kidding no no for me even the, the the debacle the Sydney Cup kind of debacle but many many years prior to that Peter I was I was trying to, to see whether there could be a, a match arranged in Australia yeah old firm Rangers Celtic because you would get 80,000. Yeah. You would get 80,000 in Australia. Well, nearly but, happened but, but again, last year. But it, was not, it wasn't going to be 80,000 Celtic supporters or 80,000. Yeah. Mm. It needed to be something that was a combination of both to make it so special. Yeah. Well, so, the chance was there with the Sydney Cup, but it didn't happen. Yeah, but I was talking years even oh, years ago, before sorry. that. Before right. that, okay. I mean, Sydney yep. Cup obviously was handled. Of well, course. Well, with Tony, was, I, was, I mean, I was here mm. with Tony. Yep. Tony uh, Mowbray. Tony Mowbray yep. at Celtic. We went and played the friendly in Brisbane. Yeah, that was when I was still there. Yeah. During the season. Yeah. Remember, it was the international break. Yep. I think there was 45,000 there in Brisbane. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was incredible. In the sunshine. Let's go in the sunshine to the East End. Laurie is on. Laurie, good evening. Uh, Paul, a couple of points this evening. Yeah. Uh, the first thing uh, I want to touch on was uh, Celtic's uh, backs-to-the-wall performance against Livingston mm -hmm. on Sunday. I was greatly impressed by that. 10 men uh, and actually extending the lead uh, went down to 10 men mm -hmm. uh, uh, a fantastic achievement maybe not quite in the same par as the ill-fated Davy Crockett's heroic efforts in trying to hold the line at the Alamo but an impressive performance uh, nevertheless Paul <laughs> at the Alamo uh, known as uh, Almond Vale now <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah it was who impressed you most out of that performance 10 man Celtic Oh, I think undoubtedly Dyson, Maida. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, the guy's energy, he just runs about like that. It reminds me of that advert about that, that rabbit was running Juris Elbari. He's, right, yeah. he's just, <laughs> yeah. he's just uh, irrepressible, just doesn't he stop. Uh, fantastic. I'll tell you, you know, I'm uh, an older Celtic supporter, uh, and the only guy really that I can recall having the same fitness levels as him was the buzz bomb, uh, Bobby Lennox. Bobby. Yep. Uh, he, the guy is uh, he's a... A phenomenal yeah. uh, player. Mm. He's got some some engine. Uh, has days in Maida. and he scored in World Cup finals as well. Craig, he's a player that would worry you as a as a Rangers legend. Yeah. He, he just he doesn't give you a moment's peace. Yeah. You know, mm. he, yeah, he, the the energy. Um, he's relentless. Mm. You know, he, he's he's in attacking positions, and then the next minute, maybe Celtic have lost the ball, and you see him then tracking back 30, 40 yards. Mm. The, the amount of work that he does, and by the way, he can he can score goals. I know he maybe scores the harder uh, opportunities at this moment in time, but again, this is a player that, that did score 23 goals. I keep going back to that. Yep. 20, 23 goals in his season prior to coming to, to Celtic when he was at Yokohama. 23 goals. It doesn't surprise you that, but with the amount of chances he gets. You know, it's just a matter of taking mm -hmm. them more often, but as you say, both defensively and attacking, you didn't look as if you were a player down. And I thought it sparked Kyogo as well. I thought he worked extremely hard mm -hmm. and didn't get the credit. His performance, because he was running down the side and created a couple of chances that they never scored from. You know, I thought he was outstanding. But I thought Greg Taylor, even in the first half, got picked up a lot of the ball, you know. And it's never easy going there. People talk about the pitch and whatever, but you get used to no. that pitch now. You've got to accept that that's there. So you're not, you're not just moaning about it. You have to find a way to win on it. Mm -hmm. 
That's the important thing. And I think Celtic have done that in the last few games. I think they've done that exceptionally well. I was at the game last year when it was 3-1. Joe Hart, yet again, at 0-0, yep. mm -hmm. had a massive save last year. And he'd won it this time at 0-0. And I think that's so, so important. And listen, you've got to remember, if somebody had said this would have been Celtic's back four at the start of the season, sure. they'd have been laughing at you. No chance. You know, yeah. they'd have been laughing at you. So mm -hmm. great credit to them as well to get through the games and keeping clean sheets. And that's important as well for them. Confidence-wise, we're talking about building. And it, they're, they're only going to get better the more games they play. Laurie, what's your other point? Well, the point, Paul, is that, uh, you know, in the wake of Celtic's defeat against Feyenoord, and it's, you've got to remember, of course, Celtic were reduced to nine men. Yeah. But some of the people on social media that's uh, taking pot shots at Celtic, saying it was a humiliating result, an embarrassing result, way to the mark. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, people's expectations about Celtic in the Champions League, or indeed Rangers won the Champions League, uh, their expectations should be dosed. A, a tempered rather by a dose, uh, a reality, Paul, because I just had a wee exercise yesterday, uh, and I went on Ladbrokes, the, the bookmaker's mm -hmm. website, this will put things in perspective for you. Okay. They are offering odds of 500 to 1 that there will be proof of living organisms discovered on the planet Mars. Celtic are currently quoted at 751 to win the Champions League. Mm -hmm. So that just puts things in perspective. For me, at any rate, when the bookies think uh, there's more likelihood yep. uh, finding uh, life on Mars than what there is the Celtic one in the Champions League. Yeah. No, but I think that's a fair point as well, Laurie yeah. said there, because on Saturday or Sunday, Feyenoord were 3 0 up yeah. against Ajax and yeah. Ajax yep. at 56 minutes. Sure. Before yeah. the riots. Before yeah. the riots started, yeah. 56 minutes. Mm -hmm. There's no mugs. But then you've got, as I keep saying, you've got to take in everything. When it's champions, it should be champions. And fire order champions, Celtic are champions, and it used to be that way. But if you put the financial monies there, yeah. it tells you the disparity between them all. Scotland then becomes minute compared to the rest that's in the Champions League financially. You know, the monies they make from it, from television, everything like that. And Spain, they all make their own deals don't they oh. that was part of the problem with yeah. Real Madrid they've all got their own deals so they can it's not as if it's everybody gets the no, same sure. so Celtic win the league and get 2 million bought the league in the Premier League yeah, how much? 160 million yeah. that what, tells you what enough. about the Lazio game all three of you what are you thinking so Celtic because they need to make it a bit of a fortress again they need to do better though at home uh, yeah and listen I agree with what Laurie's saying social media goes nuts on things 2-0 over there with 9 men was not a bad result, probably. Celtic but, played very well. Yeah. The first period, you know, there's sure. a lot of good things. Listen, yeah. considering the team they've got as well, remember, yeah. Yeah. some of these guys weren't making their Champions League debut. Yeah. Alistair Johnson, a simple thing like that, mm. he was making his Champions yeah. League debut. So there's a lot of these guys learning on their feet. And what about Lazio, Peter? Sorry. Like at home, yeah. I, I think, as I said at the start, the biggest thing with the draw for me was, I think the games at home, with the fan base behind mm. them, and the support behind them that they do, I think the home games are massive for Celtic. And I think Celtic in these games, mm -hmm. Atletico Madrid's a slightly different. Oh, sure. yeah, you know, because Lazio, Feyenoord, I think Celtic okay. can win both of them. And you would, if somebody said to me now you could get a point for Atletico mm -hmm. Madrid even at home, mm -hmm. you oh, would sure. take it now. Well, they beat Real at the weekend. Rangers did it against Betis. You yeah. Know, like, similar kind of. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, that's, yeah. A, that's the opportunity. Yeah. I think when you get those home matches, uh, I certainly would not be surprised and, and think that, that Celtic can beat Lazio uh, at home. Absolutely. Um, certainly Feyenoord because, again, I actually put a line through the final performance game, should I say, because, 
it was unrealistic in terms of, uh, I thought Celtic were probably the better team in the first half, could easily have gone in, uh, a couple up, okay, 2-1 up because Feyenoord scored just at the, yeah. the, the back end of the half free kick. That was the turning point. Sure. Second half, sending offs. I put a line through that. I actually think that, again, Feyenoord uh, at Parkhead, I think Celtic beat Feyenoord. Okay. Laurie, final word to you then. And I, I think we accept what you said there about the Feyenoord game. What about Lazio? Uh, I think we'll beat Lazio. I also think we'll beat Feyenoord. We'll avenge that loss. Uh, hopefully maybe a point against uh, Atletico. I think they probably, although they're not the top seeds, Feyenoord, I believe, are the top seeds. But I think they're probably the best of the, the quartet in that group. Yeah. Uh, one last point I would like to make, Paul, just before I sign off, if you'll Quick. indulge me for a moment or two longer. Uh, regarding uh, the all firm fans when absent from either Ibrox yep. uh, or Celtic Park, I really don't know the solution to that problem. The only thing I can come up with, Paul, is that when it comes to money matters, the fiddler always calls a tune. Mm. And the fiddler, in this instance, I think is Sky Sports, who inject an awful lot of money uh, into mm. the Scottish game. I could see uh, a possible intervention by them saying, look, uh, this is a product uh, we are selling to the, you know, a worldwide audience watching. Between you guys, knock your heads together and come up with a solution uh, because this makes it more difficult to sell the product. Yeah. And That's a great point, but they don't seem to be strong enough about Scottish football. They don't leverage the power that they have, Laurie. They just don't. This wouldn't happen if it was a game in England on that bigger market. And it's the big, it's one of the biggest games. As I understand it, the Old Firm game gets the kind of same audience as a Liverpool Man United Man United uh, exactly absolutely. I think so we're going to have to go to the break Laurie thank you for that but you're right Sky have power I'm not sure that they use it The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy 10% off your solar install in September Terms and conditions apply Let's go Thanks for all the calls tonight 0808 17 17 700 that'll be the number tomorrow night John Hartson will be here and Barry Ferguson what about tonight's game what are you thinking Craig Kilmarnock against Hearts as a west of Scotland station obviously mm. a lot of people might be heading along to Rugby Park they did it what they won it in 2012 didn't they they shocked everyone they beat Celtic in the final Yeah, Peter still remembers that yeah. day um, what are you thinking tonight Kelly I mean Derek McInnes the last trophy Aberdeen won was the League Cup yeah. under Derek and look it? Derek even at Kilmarnock he's normally been pretty good at home yeah Um had a really good start to the season, obviously, in terms of victories over Rangers and Celtic. At home against Hearts, who um, certainly need to be better um, and they need to bounce back. And have they been able to handle their schedule, early schedule within the season? Possibly not. I'm going to go for a Kilmarnock win in this match. Kelly win? Yeah. Peter, what do you reckon? Listen, Derek's done phenomenal at Aberdeen. I don't think they realised how good a job he'd done there to he left it. And then he's worked really, really hard at building a squad here. Um, against Dundee, he'll be disappointed. Obviously, he'll drop that point. That, and that depends what takes out them, the, yeah. the group. Because sometimes it knocks your confidence, only that one result, you know, knocks, knocks your, your confidence. And it, even though it's one game, and that's the fine line with it, to go in front and then lose a goal... I hope he doesn't come on again and get sent off, you know what I mean? No, that's, that's, what, that's what I was going to ask about. So he, the, he obviously got sent he did, off. Yeah. Does that mean he won't oh, be he must allowed? Be in the stand. I'm not oh, sure. I'm not sure. Is it the same for a player? I bet maybe, <laughs> maybe be for the cup. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if he gets through in the cup, maybe be a cup mm-hmm. ties, maybe suspended for him, not hundred sure. percent. Yeah. But he's right, his touch, his touch is I, that, terrible. That was the poorest touch I've seen him having. <laughs> exactly. I was, was going to say it was one of his better touches. <laughs> I played with him. You did. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I played. That was a good touch for Dill. <laughs> what's your, what, what's your scoreline tonight? Are you going to go uh, Hearts? No, I'm not. I think it will go all the way. Is it penalty kicks? Yeah. I think it could go to penalties tonight because I think both teams will be f- don't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. The only okay. thing. I would slightly give a nod to Hearts, believe it or not, even though Derek's got his team very well organised, is the likes of Shanklin. He's always yeah. a goal scorer mm-hmm. and he's always got a goal in him. And when you need big players to step up, I know he missed a big chance late in the game, but he was still there to take it on Saturday. And I always think he's, he's, he's ready to score a goal. So I think it could go all the way to penalties or Lauren Shanklin could nick one and Hearts could win one now. Although Danny Armstrong scored a penalty at the weekend, mm-hmm. although when you lose with the last kick of the ball, the 93rd minute, Jack Rudden, um, does that affect oh, him tonight? Who knows? That was we'll a see. loss, it was a draw, wasn't it? It was a draw, though. Armstrong, it, was. Armstrong, yeah. it felt like a loss. Yeah, that's what right. I'm saying, it does. It feels yeah. like a loss. At the time, yeah. the time of it, yeah. Um, and they had everybody up, Dundee. Absolutely. Yeah, goalkeeper was up a lot. lot. Yeah. A little bit of confusion. Yeah, and they reacted okay. very well. Mm-hmm. You know, they reacted very well. Okay. So, and that's what I'm saying. Just sometimes you got to be not like that, and the disappointment's hard to go over in that in a couple of days. And at the penalties, who's going to go through afterwards, Peter? I'm coming back to you. Is it going to be Kelly? Oh, I never heard. I never you judged. Don't, no, okay, you don't want to come on. Come okay, Peter. Come on. Right. Okay. Come on. okay. Uh, after you've been beat, was it 10 9 we get beat with Aberdeen? Aye, yeah, yeah. Did you take Aberdeen? one? Yes, Andy oh, Walker. It's second. <laughs> Andy Walker mentioned that last night. You two need to go to therapy oh, and get absolutely. over it. Oh, big Anton, who fairly, yeah. definitely didn't deserve, and it was somebody we were talking about earlier on. Big CEO saved it. Yeah, uh, still elders. Big Brian Irvin hit the winner, and a funny story about that, Paul. Is if, I, if you'll get time, Lorraine didn't go to the games. Went down to the toilet. All of a sudden. Brian Grant missed a penalty, but yeah. the girl came down the stairs and said to Lorraine, "Grant's just missed a penalty." Lorraine's all all over the place. Oh, no. She goes back up, so I go back home. I'm distraught, obviously, yeah. after the game, sure. and back to the house. And she went, Don't worry, son, everybody misses a penalty. I went, What are you talking about? That's scored mine. <laughs> yeah. She went, A girl come down and says, Grant. Yeah. I said, Ah, it's Brian Grant. Grant. <laughs> did Charlie Nicholas score? Yes, he did. For Aberdeen, that was his yes, last kick last of the game ball. Came for was, Aberdeen. Yeah, and he was going to Celtic. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. More on Go 4. I'm putting you down another <laughs> channel. You're going down the way. No, right, so that's tonight. What about tomorrow then? We'll come to Rangers Livy in a second. Hibs against St. Mirren. And what about St. Mirren? Are they the new third force in Scottish football? I know it's early. What a start to the season for Saints. But we talk about people playing with a belief. Yeah. And knowing a system that suits the players. Mm-hmm. Stevie's definitely got that with his group of players. You know, and that'll be a hard game for Hibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is the game at, Paul? At Easter Road. I'll take Hibs to win, but... No. Yeah. I'll take Hibs to win because I just think they've got that wee bit of now. They're getting closer. They've got a change of voice in the dressing room. And I think that sparked the Hibs boys and they've ended up with two victories. I think if I'm right, is it a draw? He was disappointed with that because he ended up going back to two. Yeah, that's right. And I think I just think that new voice okay. I could give yeah. them the nod tomorrow night. They had a good win at the weekend against St John. So yeah. what do you think, Craig? Yeah, uh, St Mirren have been very good as we know. Uh, but I just believe uh, Montgomery, Hibbs, he, he only knows one way also and that's an attacking brand. Mm. Kind of 4-2-4 four, four situation. Yeah. Um, so they're always going to have opportunities I think at home they'll be too strong for St Mirren What about Ross County Aberdeen now nobody saw that coming 4-0 Aberdeen at the weekend it's now at Dingwall my goodness Malky McKyle want to oh. make repair on this one do you Ab- think he will? I mean again I, I can see see it being a tighter kind of match but I, I've got to go I've got to go with Aberdeen go for the dogs, yeah I'm going yeah. to stick with Aberdeen I think the experience I think that the quality I mean Duke looked excellent 
Um, and if he can knock that kind of performance out week in, week out, which is kind of what he was doing la- last season. Yep. Um, Got his first Aberdeen. goal at the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Myofsky, a double. You're going for Aberdeen. Make repair. I should have said make reparation. <laughs> I saw you frowning at me. No, Aberdeen, uh, to be fair, I think with the front two yeah. they have, I just think they've got more goals in them. And I'll, I really like Simon Murray, uh, Ross County. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really it's like pace, him. I think, he? He, I think yeah. he gives you problems. And if anybody could upset Aberdeen, it'd be him. But um, I just think with the, the front two they've got, you obviously can do I think I'll go Aberdeen in that one, a very close game. Coming to Rangers, Livy in a second. Final word on Celtic. Let's hear Brendan Rogers about the young fan who was on and you rescued him at the end. That lesson is a great day for Celtic. You know, the you come here as, as a player and to have that much support and it was absolutely amazing. And that, especially when you have a midweek game to get that energy. And um, now that we get there, it's just common sense. It's, it's a young kid that... He's on to see his heroes, he wants to see his players, so he shouldn't be punished or prosecuted for that, especially when uh, the security guy, he's, he's a lot older than him. So uh, nah, it's, he just wants to see his heroes, and so just common sense and, and let him back with his mates. Peter, on social media, some, obviously not Celtic fans, were saying, that's a child actor they've sent on. Football's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, well, isn't Listen, it? but I think, yeah. it, I think it's important. It's, it should always be about the supporters. Yes, we don't want people on the football field, yeah. but we understand that. It's, if, if it's an adult, it's completely different ah, because sure, you're a bit concerned no. now. The youngsters, are, I think, as young as that, I think Brendan done the right thing. And to be fair to the security guards, they allowed it as well. It's not as if they started. No, they were great. You sure. know, they, they allowed it to happen as well after Brendan says, calm down, there's no problem here for the boys. And the travelling support, the away support, roundly applauded the manager. Ah, uh, listen, he's a, I told you when Ange lost the job, or Ange left the job, sorry. Yeah. There was one guy, you go to the top drawer, as I said to you, and Brendan was in that, and I said to you, Brendan or Potter, and people think maybe Potter, and I'm yeah. thinking he's a top-quality mm-hmm. coach, you know, who could coach Celtic. And I said Brendan because I... And I know what happened before. But listen, they all make mistakes in that sure. respect. But he won an FA Cup and done exceptionally well at Leicester. So sure. we've been fortunate enough but to have a top-quality manager. You know what I'm saying in that, though? It's good, yeah, good PR. Course. You know, and it's, it's significant yeah, that the I don't away think probably, are, I don't think no. he'd probably be thinking that at the time, Paul. I no, think, no, no, no. You know, I, you know, I know Some people no, were no, looking no, up on it as if no. I was trying to get the fans back no. on side. I don't think he was doing it for that reason. No, he was doing reaction. it for a genuine reaction. Yeah. It's apparent. You know, get my boy off here exactly. quick. You know, of course. That's what I agree with. And I think that's what he'd done. Back to so Rangers against Levy tomorrow night. Let's hear what uh, Kmar Roof was saying about the players and the manager. Uh, are they all united? I have yeah, always been united um, as a team and as a manager from the day he signed to, to now. We worked again massively in off-season and pre-season with the new bunch of players um, to learn the system and also having to adapt to a club like this, to new surroundings. Um, and it's all, it's all come together. Um, and it's, 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 it's going to repeat myself. It's, it is difficult at a club like this. It's going to, you get high expectations and every day you have to match them. Some days you're not going to, it's not realistic, but um, we, we try our best. Craig, Rangers Livy, big night for Rangers and a chance to let the handbrake off. Would that be fair? Please do. Please do let it off. <laughs> yeah. No, look, I think Rangers again will 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 go about and get the right result. Um, that's the most important thing at this stage. They need to look at, to try and kind of build into better performances. But I think they'll win this. But even just listening to Kamar Roof there, Paul, it's not an overly confident interview. You know, it's like it's a player that's still um, delighted to be back playing. Knows 
that they can be so much better. And therefore, I think in the interviews, it's a little bit sheepish in terms of how, how they're coming across certain players. Peter, what's going to happen though tomorrow night? We're just at the three end no, of the show. Three no Rangers. Yeah. The handbrake coming off probably. Three, three no yeah. Rangers. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nibbling that can cause you problems. But sure. I go for three no Rangers. Craig, what's your scoreline? 2-0 to Rangers. 2-0 to Rangers. Thanks so much. We've run out of time. Thanks to everyone who called in tonight. Craig, see you next week, Peter, as well. Thank you very Looking much. Forward forward to that. Coming up next is Zoe. And then tomorrow night, we're here at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. 10% off your solar install in September. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go. Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023